We all remember learning about the empires of the past in history class. You've heard of the Roman Empire, and the Mongolian Empire of Genghis Khan, and the British Empire that spanned the globe. But how much of that information from history class have you really held on to? Even if you have an interest in learning more, you probably don't have the time or desire to learn the way you did in school. That's where this podcast comes in. We're going to take a look at empires throughout history, some more well-known than others, and cover them in short episodes that touch on their important points and interesting bits. This is the Empirical History Podcast. The Achaemenid Empire. Does the name ring any bells? Don't worry if it doesn't. You'll probably recognize it by its better-known name, the First Persian Empire. The Achaemenid Empire began with the conquering of the Kingdom of Media by Cyrus II, otherwise known as Cyrus the Great, in the year 550 BCE. During his reign, he conquered vast amounts of territory, including the Kingdom of Babylon, ending the exile of the Jews from Jerusalem. After Cyrus's death in 530 BCE, Cyrus's son took the name of Cambyses II and became the ruler of the empire. His conquests brought Egypt under Persian rule. Following Cambyses II was Darius I, who ascended to the throne not by direct lineage, but by killing Bardia, another one of Cyrus's sons who had usurped the throne of Cambyses II while he was away campaigning in Egypt. Darius's claim that the usurper he killed was not Bardia at all, but a man named Gautama who was only posing as Bardia, is unsubstantiated. There is a debate as to whether or not Darius's claim was true. But regardless, he took the throne in 522 BCE. It was Darius who famously carried out the first Persian invasion of Greece in 492 BCE. Darius's invasion was caused by the rebellion of an Ionian Greek city against Persian rule. When it came to his attention that the rebellions were being backed by the Greek city-state of Athens, Darius invaded in 492 BCE. The Persian invasion of Greece came to an end at the Battle of Marathon, where Darius's forces were defeated by Athenian forces in 490 BCE. Darius's son Xerxes I succeeded the throne after Darius in 486 BCE and would reattempt the invasion of Greece in 480 BCE. Xerxes is said to have assembled the largest army in history at that point for the invasion. His army consisted of men from all the conquered territories of the Persian Empire. Indians, Cushites, and Bactrians from the east, Medes, Elamites, and Babylonians from the Central Empire, and Lydians, Phoenicians, Judeans, and Egyptians from the northern, western, and southern edges of the Mediterranean, to name a few. The Persians succeeded in taking Thessaly and Macedonia in northern Greece. The Persian advance was halted by a combined force of Spartans and Athenians at Thermopylae, although briefly. The Spartans' famous stand against the overwhelming numbers of the Persians is a well-known story told with no small amount of creative liberty in the movie 300, but we'll come back to that later. The Spartans' stand allowed the Athenian forces to retreat and fight another day. The next major battle took place at Salamis, where the Greeks won a decisive naval battle against the Persians neutralizing the Persians' naval superiority. It was shortly after this that the Persians were pushed off of the Greek mainland. The Achaemenid Empire continued to remain stable under Xerxes' descendants until Darius III, who was assassinated by his bodyguard Bessus, who claimed the throne, only to have it taken from him by none other than Alexander the Great of Macedonia 
in 334 BCE. He would be considered the last ruler of the Achaemenid Empire, which had been enveloped by his own Macedonian Empire. What had been, at its height, the largest empire the world had ever seen, was now part of another empire, one that claimed the title of the largest empire in history for itself. Alexander's empire would not stay whole for long, but that's another story. We're talking about the Achaemenid Empire. Okay, we covered a rough timeline of the major events of the first Persian Empire. Now let's go back to the movie 300. Some of the most interesting things about the Persian Empire are entirely omitted from the film. This isn't really surprising, as the protagonists of the film are the Spartans. But let's break down some of the historical inaccuracies. Let's take a look at the premise of the movie itself. The Spartans refused to submit to Xerxes, who is portrayed as a vain, towering figure who literally walks on his enslaved subjects. They refused to be subject to anyone, valuing their freedom more highly than their lives. This makes the Spartans seem pretty noble, but in reality, their entire society was built on slave labor. Even ignoring the fact that the Spartan society relied so heavily on slaves, to really understand why this presentation of the Persians in the movie is so ironic, we need to understand the Persian religion, Zoroastrianism. Namely, we need to understand one thing, that the religion forbid slavery. That's right. Despite the depictions of the Persians in the movie, slavery was forbidden in the Persian Empire. Xerxes' army was not composed of millions upon millions of enslaved subjects. On the contrary, Xerxes' army was made up of the armies of kings that were rulers in the territories he had conquered. You see, the Persians, unlike other empires of their time, did not destroy the leaders of their conquered territories. Instead, they were incorporated into the empire, allowed to keep their power, if they pledged loyalty to the Persian ruler. This is why the Persian king was called the King of Kings. Unlike their contemporaries, the Persian emperors were not brutal, merciless dictators. Cyrus the Great implemented a policy of religious tolerance, allowing conquered territories to keep their own religion. Aside from the spiritual aspects of the Persian Empire, there were some secular aspects that were pretty cool as well. The Persians under Cyrus the Great constructed the Royal Road. The Royal Road spanned from what is now Western Turkey to the center of the Persian capital of Susa. This was a distance of 1,500 miles. Wrap your head around that for a second. The Persians built a road that was 1,500 miles long over 2,000 years ago. And beyond the road being an impressive feat in itself, it's how the Persians utilized the road that is really, really impressive. The Persians utilized the road to be able to bring messages from one end of the empire to the other in a matter of days. This kind of precursor to postal services was a marvel even at the time. The Greek historian Herodotus said of the Persians who carried the messages along the road, quote, It is said that as many days as there are in the whole journey, 
so many are the men and horses that stand along the road, each horse and man at the interval of a day's journey. And these are stayed neither by snow, nor rain, nor heat, nor darkness, from accomplishing their appointed course with all speed. Additionally, Darius the Great, and later his son Xerxes, oversaw the construction of magnificent palace cities, Persepolis and Susa, which replaced Pasargadae as capital of the Persian Empire. The Persian Empire is odd in that arguably their most significant historical rival, the Greeks, are in many ways considered to be the founders of Western tradition. How many philosophers and playwrights and historians and mathematicians that are held in high esteem come from the Greek tradition? Greece is even the birthplace of democracy as we know it. But despite what movies like 300 may tell you, the Persian Empire embodied ideals that we may associate ourselves with even more than those of the Greeks. Freedom of religion, an absence of slavery, technological advances. The first Persian Empire left its mark on history. It was the biggest empire the world had ever seen at its height, and it fielded the biggest army as well, before being dethroned by Alexander the Great. Anyway, I hope you learned something. Tune in next time to learn more. Thanks for listening.